Hello everyone. Welcome back to IXDA Stories, offering stories by the Interaction Design Association community for the community. Each episode this season, we'll be taking a deep dive with some of the thought leaders and partners of the upcoming Interaction 21 conference. I'm your host, Alexi Morin. Today, we're joined by someone who works at a particularly intriguing intersection of hip-hop, historiography, and anti-racist activism. Ali Ndiaye, better known as Webster, uses his art to advance both anti-racism and a deeper understanding of the untold histories of minority communities in Quebec, including curating the Fugitif exhibit at the Musée National des Beaux-Arts du Québec. Webster also lectures and writes on these critically important subjects with several books published, including a hip-hop writing manual and a children's book. Here, Webster sits down with Poppy Guthrie to talk about advancing against inequities through music and debate, the importance of research, and the pursuit of a Renaissance man-style polymathy. So why don't we just start by warming up. Um, Tell me real quickly uh, a little bit about yourself, something that maybe we wouldn't get from the bio. Okay, yeah, so I'm a, I'm, I'm a hip-hop artist. I started to rap in 1995, and I'm uh, one of the first rappers uh, in Quebec City. So uh, I feel like I'm uh, kind of privileged to be able to, to witness the birth of a culture somewhere. So uh, to be able to, to help bring that culture to, to life. So uh, to me, this is kind of a privilege uh, in, in space and time, which I, I, I'm pretty grateful uh, for. But also, uh, there, there is a lot of gratefulness to hip hop because it, it allowed me to go all over the world. I've been able to, uh, to uh, visit so many countries that I don't think I would have been able uh, to go if I was only uh, on my own. So this is something that, uh, and to me, it's, it's like the, the power of words. You know, I, I often I compare them to fire because, um, you know, like fire, words can bring more to somebody and you can warm their heart, but also can destroy people only through words. You know, say bullying, like on um, social medias, but also we know that words heal. We've seen it with all those um, uh, false accusations you know, the, during the lynching years in the United States. You know, people to words would have people killed. So to me, it's like fire. You know, you can use it for good use, but also for nefarious. Uh, mm. So um, that's why I feel they are so powerful that we need to know how to use words and to understand their impact on society as well as on individual. I love that so much. Is is that the the topic of your talk? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So then we'll, we'll, we'll transition to this uh, this question. So no, we, that, that, I'm sorry, but that your question's interesting mm-hmm. because it's not the, the, the topic of the talk, but it, 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 there's a link here. Mm-hmm. Because I will talk about the impact of images, you know, designed for the centuries, or how images were able to um, 
to uh, help people to understand slavery and push uh, toward um, abol the aboli abolition of slavery mm -hmm. because art was used to, 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 to aim toward uh, the abolition either in the United States or uh, in, in England. But also images and the design through those images um, also help to uh, denigrate. Can we say denigrate in English? Okay, I'm sorry. Sometimes I, but yeah. So it uh, it um, kind of helped to denigrate black people, Native Americans, and Asian. You know, through caricatures, through uh, what we've seen, uh, um, like with the black face, yellow face, red face. So, uh, and, and, and there, there is the parallel with, with words, because we're able to, to force to change in society through design, through images, and they're on one side or on the other. They're on a positive side or on a negative side. Mm. How has that concept um, of images and words, like its power and and constructing that through design to uh, tell a greater story um, and have a larger impact. How do you take that approach into composing your, your songs and your lyrics? Well, when I, I was uh, younger, I used to, to, um, to have a, a style of rap that was quite militant and uh, revolutionary. Like, you know, just wanting to change things. And I was mad at a lot of things, like social injustices and things that I wasn't able to change. So I was rapping about them. But then in a violent way. Mm. And I used to call my style of rap terrorism. That's what I did, terrorism. Mm. But then I realized that all this negativity, I was feeding, was feeding it to the world. And then feeding it myself. Mm. I was feeding myself with negativity because when I write a song, this is some energy I put into myself, right? And since I'm the one who'll be the, the, the most exposed to my songs, you know, because I practice them, I rap them, I write them, I go to the studio, I do the shows. I'll be the one that is the most exposed to my songs. Mm -hmm. So when I realized that, realized that I needed to rap about positivity, you know, and for the people are so, because I, I, I feel like if you, 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 you push something into the world, it might as well be positive. So, so this is how I started to rap more positively about courage, you know, about being able to, to, to be a, a better version of yourself. And resilience and just, you know, to, to, to go further. And, and sometimes, I, um, no, well, a couple of years ago, there's a kid in a classroom asked me, what type of rap do you do? Is that conscious rap, gangster rap? I, I, I told them, well, the type of rap I do, I want you to listen to my songs and I want you to be inspired to have some good grades. You know, I want you to listen to my song and you're like, yo, I'm going to have some good grades. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I want yeah. you to, to, to listen to my songs. You're like, you know what? I'll become an astronaut. I'll become a doctor. So this is the type of rap I do. And as I said, since I'm the one that is the most exposed to it, this is what I want to feel. You know, <laughs> this is what I want to receive. 
And I feel that if we want to change society, we need to change individuals in this society. And I think that for society to feel better and wanting to be better, I think that the individuals need to feel better and be better. So that's why I want them to receive what I'm doing positively so that they be able to have an impact around them. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> so, so on that topic of, um, of impact and, and what you're delivering to your audience through your rap, um, given that this is IXDA Interaction 21's most global and diverse audience ever um, because we've transitioned online, um, what perspective or concept uh, are you hoping that people will take away from your talk? Like, what are you hoping to impart to them? Well, that we always have an impact, I think. And that's, people need to understand that if we want to change things and the way society is going, we all have a role to play. We all have an impact. Oh, and I was talking about design, how design helped to foster uh, the abolition of slavery. Well, that's the same thing. Like as designers, everybody, they have a role to play. As artists, we have a role to play. As individuals, we have a role to play. So if we, as I, as I often think, like, if we want to uh, fight against uh, sexism, it's not only a, 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 a woman's thing. Thing as a man, I need to change my mentality, you know, because this is sexism. This is it. it's not because women are at the losing end of sexism that they're the ones who have the weight to change it. I do, as a man, I have the weight to change it and to fight it. That's the same thing with racism, it's not only like black people or racialized people that do have the weight to fight racism, but it's white people too, because that's a society thing, and that's everybody. So we all have a role to play to, um, to, 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 to fight injustices. And I think that uh, the design since everything is designed. You know, whether it be architecture, whether it be, be music, you know, when I write a song, I design arts and I design art. So everything is designed. So why don't we try to implement things in the way we design things to be able to build a better future for, for everybody? So transitioning to um, the conference theme, Design in Perilous Times, <laughs> um, what comes up for you in that um, it's, it sounds like as an artist, as a recording artist, a touring artist, you, you've probably been greatly impacted. Um, how have you been personally tackling these challenging times? Um, well, I, I tried to um, focus on, on other things. Like uh, I couldn't uh, give concerts anymore, couldn't travel, uh, couldn't give lectures or workshops. So uh, I've um, focused on, on, on writing and research to, to, uh, to be able to um, 
<laughs> to use a violent metaphor to put bullets in the magazine, you know, because mm. we fight with thoughts, we fight with ideas, we fight with information. So through research, I'm able to uh, to sharpen my weapons, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I realize I don't like to use those, 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 those violent metaphors, but that, that, that's the thing. I think that uh, true information in research will be able to better tackle those issues and be, be able uh, to, to art. I don't know if art is the, the, the right word, but uh, being able to debate. Mm -hmm. I think that it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of work. So that's what, that's what I, I've been up to. And, and you know, since uh, we're always like, oh, if I had uh, more time to do this or that, well, now we had time. A lot of time. So, <laughs> so I spent all my confinement um, trying to put this time to good you. you know, so I just continued on my same routine, waking up early in the morning, working the whole day, weekdays, you know, and then just waiting for something to happen. But then, since I've been um, like a French travailleur autonome, autonomous worker, Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, freelancer, self-employed. So I was already used that pattern, you know. So for me, the only thing that is that I wasn't going out to my job. So I just continued my routine and trying to uh, put this time to good use. Mm. Sounds like you redirected your creative energy to different mediums. Yeah, and I've always uh, liked. Uh, to, to, to touch on things. You know, there is um, this uh, expression, it's the Renaissance man. Mm -hmm. No, uh, I don't qualify myself. I don't say I'm a Renaissance man <laughs> because I think that's, let, let's, let's call geniuses that, you know. But to me, I like the concept to be able to touch. And, you know, back then we, we think about uh, the, the Middle Ages in Baghdad, you know, in Morocco, where uh, people were scientists, they were like wise people, and they would do poetry and then astronomy and then biology, you know. So to me, I like that. So I like to be able to be a rapper, a historian, um, a curator uh, for an exhibit at the museum, and then now I'm translating a book. So, <laughs> so I like the concept. I don't know if I'm good at it. But then I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going there and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> what, what kind of advice would you give people um, to stay sane while living and working in shelter in place? Uh, uh, am I sane? I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know if I can give that, uh, that advice to people. <laughs> I don't always feel like I'm quite sane, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't know. Just trying to find your, 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 your balance. I said that I'm not even balanced. I work a lot. I like working. My girlfriend's like, you're a workaholic. I'm like, yeah, I am. But I'm like the, the, those people who decided just to jump in, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you, 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 you smoke so many cigarettes, you know it's bad for your health. I'm like, good, I die from cigarettes. I'm like, I probably die from work. But I'm at peace with it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm not even balanced. So mm -hmm. 
don't be like me. <laughs> Just <laughs> you <laughs> find your, your your path, find your balance. But you know, in French, we say un cordonnier mal chaussé. Is a shoemaker who don't, doesn't have good shoes. <laughs> yeah. <it is>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just have a few more minutes. Um, so the last question is, um, if you could commission any artist, dead or alive, to create a work of art just for you, what would it be? Mm. Oh, who would it be? Yeah. It's a good question. I think I'll ask uh, Christian Scott to write a song. He's a um, trumpeter from uh, New Orleans. A trumpeter or a trumpetist? Trumpeter. Trumpet player? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. But is it um, a musician from New Orleans? And I just love what he does. Like, if you ask me, I'll ask him to, 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 to write a song. What's unique about his work? Well, this, this guy is so socially conscious, but historically conscious. He knows about history, you know? he knows about the impact of history. And he's from uh, Native American and African American descent. So he, he, he kind of embodies those both struggles. And uh, he's a hip hop kid too. You know, we feel when he plays and through his songs, we feel that he's from the hip hop generation. Mm. I like that. So yeah, I'd say like, write a song and just leave me uh, some space for 16 bars. <laughs> but I rap on that song too. <laughs> yeah, I drew flair. And then from um, the organizers, <laughs> How would you describe your talk, and do you have a catchy title? I do not have a catchy title, but I'd describe it as um, how design impacted slavery, the end of slavery, the dehumanization. Thank you. I can't even pronounce it, but I have you on stage with me to just pronounce <laughs> that word. <laughs> but also how design helped me to recreate the history of slavery and the African uh, presence in Quebec, because this is something that was totally forgotten, erased from our history. But through design, I was able to bring the history back to uh, not the limelight, but to, uh, to a feeble light that if we, if we screw the, the, the book tighter, it becomes bright. Well, I'm really excited to hear your work and hear your talk. And I Thanks. hope everyone else tunes in and is uh, as excited as I am. Ah, uh, well, thank you very much. And thank you for having me. I love Webster's point that what we create also cycles energy back into ourselves and puts energy out into the world around us. The idea 
of grassroots systemic change being driven by individual actors all feeding off the positive rather than the negative energy feels really tightly aligned with the designer's idealistic mindset of the world. The crafting of a product or service that connects deeply with an individual person to enable them to be better than what they would be without it. I hope you feel as motivated and stimulated by Webster's insights as I do. I can't wait to hear more when he hits the stage at Interaction 21. Our guest this episode was Webster. Our interviewer was Poppy Guthrie. This episode was written, produced, and edited by Peter Last. I'm your host, Alexi Morin. The music is by New Tendencies. You can find their socials in the show notes. Thanks to them for letting us use it. We are a team of volunteers who love what they do and want to make a positive impact on the field of interaction design. Don't miss our upcoming episodes by subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.